Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. Finding parents MAGA hat will one day be the equivalent of discovering their Ku Klux Klan hood, Professor says. This is from Newsweek. I hope there is a future in which the MAGA hat is looked down upon. The Make America Great Again hats, synonymous with supporters of President Donald Trump, will one day carry the same shame as the uniforms worn by the Ku Klux Klan. According to scholar and Washington Post columnist Matt Sears, in a conversation with Salon, published uh, last Sunday, the longtime Trump critic says the caps would be a shameful secret for Trump supporters in the future that relatives would look uh, look down upon. I wonder why that would be the case. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Why do you think that people would look down upon them one day as hats equivalent to the KKK? Washington Post, CNN, and MSNBC will run anti-Nazi ad that Fox News rejected. And then they go further to state from First Look Media, clips from Field of Visions, A Night at the Garden, will be shown to Los Angeles Fox News viewers in order to send a powerful message. The message that, I guess, people that watch Fox who are Trump supporters, must automatically be racist, and their hats are equivalent to the Ku Klux Klan. Okay, that seems to be where we're going with all this. And the reason why I bring that up, in light of the hoax, Jesse Smollett, which we talked about on a previous show, and of course we went with the people on the ground, the boots on the ground, the journalist from the local outlets who gave us the play-by-play, which put things more in perspective. We didn't go with the media narrative because the narrative is already being set. The narrative is Trump supporters are racist. If you wear a MAGA hat, you are the KKK. That's your hood. And so we now have to build that narrative further. We have to have examples of that narrative. And that's what Jesse Smollett did. Now, this is that phenomenon that we talked about. This is that same phenomenon where the narrative is set, an incident comes out, there's questionable details behind the incident, most people are, are stumped, they're dumbfounded, they're looking at it going, what the heck are these people even talking about? What, why does this incident not make sense? And what ends up happening is more details come out after Hollywood piles on, Singers and songwriters from the entertainment industry pile on. Activists pile on. Politicians jump in. They throw their stuff all over it. More media outlets jump in and carry the the narrative, carry the lie. And then what ends up happening is your average person that you work with in the office says, oh, did you hear what happened to Jesse Smollett? Yeah, a bunch of people wearing MAGA hats beat him up, poured bleach on him, tied him with a noose while he was eating his subway uh spicy italian footlong and it was all a hate crime what's interesting about this one is that narrative happened and of course the details come out just like the covington kids just like trayvon martin just like michael brown just like ahmed the clock kid just like every other incident where you know 
you go back and look at the details. Trayvon Martin, wow, a 12-year-old kid was shot by the police and killed. I wonder why. He was only getting some Skittles. Oh, he wasn't 12. He was actually, what, 18? He was selling drugs, and he was going through a neighborhood he shouldn't have been going through, and then he attacked somebody who was watching over the neighborhood, the white Hispanic. Remember, this is the first time where they took somebody of Hispanic ethnicity and turned him into a white Hispanic. Same thing with Michael Brown. Same thing with Ahmed the Clock Kid going from class to class, bell to bell, period to period, with what looks like a freaking bomb you would see on the TV show 24. But, oh, it's because he's Muslim. No, it's not. No, it's not. He had questionable materials that look like a bomb. The phenomenon this time is even greater because this is a failed gaslighting that is now receiving an additional layer of gaslighting. This is the media gaslighting. Oh, well, the media doesn't ever do anything wrong. Our credibility is stellar. Democracy dies in darkness. You know, Washington Post spending $5 million on the Super Bowl ad? Well, that gaslighting has come into effect now because they're circling the wagons around the stupidity of their original gaslighting, taking the narrative that Jesse Smollett, the Empire actor, the black homosexual TV actor. Um, a lot of people weren't familiar with this guy, but the narrative was he's a victim of a racially motivated attack that was also supposedly rooted in his disdain or in the, the disdain of him and his sexual preference for being gay and it being a hate crime. He had bleach poured on him. He had a noose tied around his neck while he was picking up his $5 foot long from Subway. And then CNN has someone from Vox because Vox doesn't ever have an issue with their credibility, but they were on to talk about hate crimes and everything that happened with this Jesse Smollett issue. I mean, the, the MAGA uh, quote, I remember reading about this story and looking yeah. for a real uh, reputable media outlet reporting on that, and I could not find one, right? The people who were rep repeating that quote were not news outlets, were not media outlets. It was repeated by, sure, people who maybe had good intentions of wanting to spread this story and had empathy for what they thought was, you know, a real story. But we can't confuse celebrity tweets <laughs> with the media and the press. And, you know... So you're saying actors and activists... Yes. ...who were rushing to his side yes. because they're friends with him and they yeah. support him and they're concerned about a possible hate of crime... Of course, he's in the ...are hospital. not the same right. as Chicago yeah. reporters... Who are trying to find out what happened. Exactly. And, and it is different. And look, we don't know what happened to Jesse. So they're basically trying to say that all those media reports about them wearing a MAGA hat was a lie. That that wasn't really reported. That was more or less tweeted by celebrities and social media. That wasn't anything that was put out by the press. No, not at all. Not at all. Huffington Post, Jesse Smollett told police his attackers, his attackers yelled MAGA country during assault. USA Today Empire star Jesse Smollett, attackers yelled, this is MAGA country during beating. CBS News, in a follow-up interview with police, Smollett said his attackers yelled MAGA country during the assault. Chicago police confirmed to, the, uh, to CBS. People Magazine, Jesse Smollett told Chicago police his assailants called out MAGA during apparent hate crime. From Forward, from the schmooze, Jewish actor hospitalized after anti-gay racist attack. This is MAGA country. So Liz Plank from Fox 
is going to say, oh, that was just celebrities and, you know, tastemakers and influencers. It, was, it wasn't really journalist. No, none of those headlines that I just read had anything to do. I mean, TMZ, Jesse Smollett tells cops attackers shouted MAGA country. This actually from CBS as well. Chicago police say Jesse Smollett did not mention the alleged attacker shouting this is MAGA country during the initial police interview. Investigators heard the claim in media reports and called the actor. He later relayed it to detectives in a supplemental interview. So, I mean, Washington Post. Smollett told uh, detectives his attackers said something to the effect of this is MAGA country. An apparent reference to President Trump's enduring Make America Great Again campaign slogan. And then... Brian Stelter, who had this forum on his show, decided to go on to further push that they didn't back that, that it wasn't media outlets reporting the MAGA hat and the MAGA country lie. Yeah, the headline was so sensational and so disturbing. It first came out on TMZ, not only that Smollett said he'd been attacked, but that the attacker said, this is MAGA country. Obviously, Chicago at 2 in the morning is not MAGA country, so that didn't make sense in the first place. Lots of parts of the story didn't make sense. But activists, actors, Hollywood celebrities, friends of Smollett, Democratic presidential candidates, they all wanted to sound like they were doing the right thing, saying the right thing, standing up for a victim. There's an inherent tension in this story between uh, wanting and needing to believe victims and yet knowing that people can take advantage of that, taking advantage of the idea that it's important to, to, to believe victims. And I, that tension has been the story for weeks. There was a rush to judgment. I think it was mostly in the celebrity press and among activists and among Twitter people. Uh, I think it was a really careful reporting by news organizations. But it all gets lumped in together at the end of the day. It all gets lumped in together in the minds of many people who now look at this and say, what went wrong here? And obviously, at the end of the day, what went wrong is that he may have made it up. And ultimately, that's his responsibility. So the new media gaslighting and the gaslighting of the gaslighting about the narrative that MAGA hat wearing Trump supporters are racist and violent and that it was actually no actual news outlets that pushed this fake story. That was only celebrities and notable people on social media. We're getting that push now from CNN on top of CNN's own initial reporting that it was MAGA country. Brian Stelter of CNN, who had uh, this lady on his show, uh, goes on another show to continue the gaslighting, the failed narrative. And when this initial report was given out, you know, we didn't, it's not like we didn't have a dog pile of Hollywood media politicians, all of them jumping in to the fray. Listen to this news clip put out by Now This News about the Jesse Smollett attack. Jesse was attacked because he is a black gay man. Neither of those truths can be erased. Nor can we ignore what it means when those two truths collide. To live at the intersection of racism and homophobia means black survivors of anti-LGBTQ hate violence are 1.3 times more likely to experience police violence than their non-black counterparts. They are twice as likely to experience any physical violence. Twice as likely to experience discrimination and 1.4 times more likely to experience threats and intimidation during acts of violence. Your experiences cannot be erased. Our truths cannot be erased. Our lives must not be erased. We will not be erased. We will not be erased. We will not be erased. The 
violent attack against our friend Jesse Smollett is a frightening reminder that bigotry and homophobia is, is alive and well in America. Since the rise of the Trump administration in this Make America Great Again movement, our black LGBTQ family has been under attack by racists and homophobes. And racist homophobes. Between 2016 and 2017 alone, there was a 17% increase in hate crimes across the country. The FBI reported during that same period that anti-black hate crimes went up 16%. We can no longer pretend the difference between Trump's MAGA America and the America in which we live. It's in the White House. It's in our schools. It's in our communities. It's in the courts. It's time to put those who commit acts of violence against our communities. And the neighbors of that violence on notice. If you come for one of us, you come for all of us. Keep your hatred out of our communities. Every time the media walks back on the truth, we must walk it forward and fight like hell to make it heard. So you're not being erased. The only thing being erased are the tweets of those who just immediately jumped in with the narrative and took it and ran. The only thing being erased are the posts, along with the narrative of itself, the one that this all stemmed from, which was a lie. Now, keep in mind, these people in this fully produced news video clip were members of GLAD and also Color of Change. Do you remember who Color of Change is? They are a group under the umbrella of Democracy Alliance with Media Matters, with all of those other groups and color of change is the one who attacked Bill O'Reilly color of change attacked Glenn Beck color of change was also involved with the black lives matter BS. So let's check. Let's take a look at some of these, uh, some of these media people. Some of the, let's take a look at some of the uh, politicians. First off Kamala Harris, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings. I know I'm praying for this quick recovery this was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have fear of their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. And listen to Kamala Harris just fumble all over being grilled about whether or not that tweet that she put up about Jesse Smollett should stand. Attempted modern-day lynching. Which tweet? What tweet? Uh, the, about uh, saying that it is a modern-day lynching that... Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> Jesse Smollett. Um, I, I, okay, so I will say this about that case. I think that the facts are still unfolding, and um, I'm very um, concerned. So, yeah, she's walking that back big time. Now listen to other politicians that jumped in to this entire fray. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. There is no such thing as racially charged. This attack was not possibly homophobic it was racist and homophobic if you do not like what's happening to our country then work to change it it's no one's job to water down or sugarcoat the rise of hate crimes joe biden what happened today to jesse smollett must never be tolerated in this country we must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor that homophobia and racism have no place in our streets and our hearts we are with you jesse bernie sanders the racist and homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is a horrific instance of the surging hostility towards minorities around this country. We must come together to eradicate all forms of bigotry and violence. Of course, the one that everyone's po popping around, Nancy Pelosi, the racist homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is an affront to our humanity. No one should be attacked for who they are or whom they love. I pray that Jesse has a speedy recovery and that justice is served. We all commit 
or should commit to ending this hate once and for all. And then, of course, you have Cory Booker. The vicious attack on Jesse, on actor Jesse Smollett was an attempted modern-day lynching. I'm glad he's safe. To those in Congress who don't feel the urgency to pass our anti-lynching bill, designating lynching as a federal hate crime, I urge you to pay attention. Now, here's what Cory Booker is saying now that the hoax has been revealed, and it's been revealed that Jesse Smollett basically paid the equivalent of $7,000, or $3,500 to each individual, two Nigerian guys, one of which who works out in his apartment. I think it, it was his coach. Two people who were on the set of Empire. I think they might have had some sort of small role. They were paid in advance, and they acted out the the entire event, practiced it a few times, and scheduled it nicely to coincide with when he was getting his little sandwich artist to make him his spicy foot-long, spicy Italian and uh, beat him up off camera, of course. And this is what Cory Booker had to say. Um, is it time to revisit what you said about these remarks? What is your feeling on potential hope hate crimes in general? Well, the information is still coming out, and I'm going to withhold until all the information actually comes out from on-the-record sources. Um, we know in America that uh, bigoted and biased attacks are on the rise in a serious way. And we actually even know in this country that since 9-11, the majority of the terrorist attacks on our, soul, soul, on our soil have been right-wing terrorist attacks, the majority of them white supremacist attacks from the horrific shootings in, in Pittsburgh or in South Carolina church. Uh, what we're seeing is attacks on people because they're different, and we all need to join together and condemn those attacks and the hatred and the bigotry that comes that sources them. But you think it's time for Mr. Smollett to address this more publicly, though, given what's uh, out there? Again, I, I'm following this in the news as you are, and, and we'll see what happens. But, but wouldn't a risk of, uh, you know, a, a hoax of uh, attack, wouldn't that be a detriment to the work that you're trying to do with your anti-lynching bill? Wouldn't that... Hurt, hurt, hurt the movement somehow? Again, we, we have seen painful realities surge in our country, rise in anti-Semitism, uh, anti-Islamic attacks. Uh, we're seeing just uh, vicious, uh, horrific, cruel um, uh, violence that's motivated by bias and hate. Um, we need to do more to protect all Americans and make sure all neighborhoods and communities are safe. Have you spoken with Mr. Smollett? No. Yeah, he's not going to own up to it. He's going to be pragmatic now. All of a sudden, we get this pragmatism from Cory Booker. I'm not going to jump to... You already jumped to conclusions, brother. You already did. Now, Smollett used the fake occasion to virtue signal to the world that he's fighting against Trump and the administration on his softball interview on Good Morning America earlier in the month. Why do you think you were targeted? I can just assume. I mean, I come really, really hard against 45... I come really, really hard against his administration, and I don't hold my tongue. Yeah. I want to ask you about Jesse Smollett. I think that's horrible. Uh, it doesn't get worse, as far as I'm concerned. Were you aware that he made that statement? I saw it. I don't know what to say to that, you know? Um, you know, I appreciate him not brushing over it. And there is no doubt in your mind what motivated this attack? I could only go off of their words. I mean, who says empire, this MAGA country, ties a noose around your neck and pours bleach on you? 
and this is just a friendly fight, I will never be the man that this did not happen to. Mm. I am forever changed. And I don't subscribe to the idea that everything happens for a reason, but I do subscribe to the idea that we have the right and the responsibility to make something meaningful out of the things that happen to us, good and bad. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I cannot pin him as a racist or any of his supporters as such, but we have to continue to hate them all because they're conservatives and conservatives must be hated because they're filled with hate. That's what we're supposed to take away from this whole thing. Yeah, that, uh, just all that crap on, on Good Morning America was amazing. Remember, he was the Tupac Shakur. He's the one who fought back. He did a concert immediately after and talked to people about how his lawyers wouldn't allow him to talk about this stuff on stage, but he's going to do it anyways. And he fought back because he's the gay modern Tupac. Yeah. So Trump's uh, disdain that is being shown from Smollett was on full display online if you just looked for it. Going back to 2011, I think someone should kick Donald Trump's AWS. That's all. If you go to another tweet, shut the hell up, you B-I-T-C-H ass uh, N-word. You will continue to run this country further into the ground and risk the lives of every, every time you breathe. You're not the president. You're just a dumpster full of hate. Sick to my stomach that literal S-H-I-T currently represents America to the world. No love lost there. By the way, he can only go off on their words, the words that he paid those Nigerian buddies to say, those who said that the entire uh, empire bleep and this is MAGA country didn't even exist. No one except the people you paid to say it said those words. But he had to toss more flammable fuel on any racial issue and marginalized class by adding these statements. The vast majority of people have been supportive and loving and understanding. And then as time has gone on and that there's no, um, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning, you're going to Subway, Sub-Zero. is open 24 hours. Like people kill me when they say things like that because it's like Subway is open 24 hours for a reason. So that when you're hungry at night and you ain't got no food, you go to Subway. The, the camera facing north, how is that my issue? It feels like if I had said, it was a Muslim or a Mexican or someone black. I feel like the doubters would have supported me a lot much more, a lot more. And that says a lot about the place that we are in our country right now. Remember, these are the same news outlets that just hung out with Kamala Harris and urged her to try on that rainbow dress. Wow, you look great in that rainbow dress, Kamala. You're so cool. Let's all hang out with Kamala Harris. These people are frauds. And I love that Ms. Plank from Vox throws out unsourced statements about 2017 having the most hate crimes in a long time, just like they did in that produced video. They're all on the same page with that. But the guest, Camille from Freethink Media, a black man, pushes back on claims of racism. But then she goes on to say, oh, well, you're not an expert. When he clarifies there's more nuance surrounding the FBI definitions of what was a hate crime. Yet she can go out and spout off statements, and we're all supposed to take those at gospel as if she's a stellar stalwart of credibility. And she, along with S.E. Cup and all these other people, were saying, oh, Trump supporters and conservatives are gleeful that this is now coming out that it's a hoax. Uh, that's called vindication, guys. That's called, you guys lied, 
You guys tried to build the narrative so that the low information crowd would automatically assume red MAGA hat equals Ku Klux Klan. And look what they did to this gay black guy. And guess what? It was all a lie. It was a fake. It was a hoax that Smollett paid two Nigerian guys to perpetrate. Now, this portion of the program brought to you by Cat Coolers. Catcoolers.com. Go on the website. These things are solid coolers. You want to take them to the beach. You'll want to take them to the job site. If you go fishing, you'll want to take them to go fishing. Or maybe you go hunting. Maybe you're going on a camping trip with the, with the kids. Maybe you're doing the Boy Scouts. I don't know. Catcoolers.com. The most solid cooler that you can ever purchase. Made by Caterpillar. So you know it's going to be solid. Use the promo code ADRIAN. You will get 10% off. You're going to help out the Adrian Slade Show and Mojo Five O. Get on over to catcoolers.com. More on the other side of the break. Keep it locked in here. This is Adrian Slade. The Adrian Slade Broadcast. It became a thing of like, oh, it's not necessarily that you don't believe that this is the truth. You don't even want to see the truth. This is America. Justin Small from the hit show Empire was attacked and beaten early this morning. This is horrible to report. They are looking for two suspects who are apparently wearing Make America Great Again hats. I'm really afraid that this is a much bigger operation than two people. Connect the dots. This is what happens. This needs to stop. And so I knew everyone would be picking apart his story. It's not for me. That's not my concern. Right, my concern right, right, right. Raleigh attracted a team of activists to her side. Charging that white local officials were involved in the crime, not to mention the mafia, the Ku Klux Klan, and the Irish Republican Army. You realize how a lie can spread. The Rolling Stones published with actual malice. And that says a lot about the place that we are in our country right now. The fact that we have these fear mongrels, these people that are trying to separate us, and it's just not okay. That is an amazing montage. You know, we've been talking about Jesse uh, Smollett or Smollett or however the heck you say his name. I don't give one iota of Fs about this guy. Just, just so that you know, when you sit there and go, okay, Adrian Slade just covered 30 minutes, and he may even cover the remaining part of his show on this actor from Empire, I couldn't give two Fs about Jesse Smollett. But what I do care about is exposing the media narrative machine. I love exposing how... We get a story. We get a narrative. The narrative is set. And we brought this up at the beginning of the show. The narrative is Trump supporters are racist. MAGA hats are like KKK white hoods. They're all violent. We need to show anti-Nazi documentary commercials on Fox News so that we can expose them to the the ails of nationalist socialism, which is basically what the left runs on. They run on a a mix of nationalist socialism and communism. More so communism than anything. But for the most part, they run on that level. I mean, everything is 
based on what the government should provide. And so when you have a media narrative that is complete bunk, complete utter garbage set, oh, Trump supporters are violent. And then you see a rally and then there's a guy in a MAGA hat who starts messing with the BBC reporter. And then they go, look, see, see, they hate the news media. They want the news media squashed. Oh, the guy's got a tag on his MAGA hat. And the Trump MAGA hat supporters carried him out. Could it be that that guy was never really a MAGA supporter? How do you know? Just because he dons a hat? Just because he goes to, what is it, the, the Crafty Beaver? What was the name of the, <laughs> the Crafty Beaver? I guess that was the name of the, <laughs> of the hardware store that the two Nigerian people that Jesse Smollett paid to perpetrate this lie that was where they went to go get the rope, the bleach. You know, they get some Tylex or some Clorox and they pick up a rope. Oh, there's no MAGA hats there in Chicago. None could be found. So MAGA country depleted of either MAGA country is so MAGA that they have run out of hats or it's so despised. I would say. When we think of red and we think of Chicago, we don't think of red MAGA hats. We think of red star publications. We think of Frank Marshall Davis writing for, was it the red star? The communist papers that came from Chicago. CPUSA, Communist Party USA that stemmed from Chi-Town. Obama, Rahm Emanuel, I mean, David Axelrod. They all come from that part of town. They are all shy town communist. And so when we think red MAGA hats, we don't think Chicago. So I'm thinking that the Crafty Beaver, the hardware store or whatever store it was, not really uh, carrying a stock of MAGA hats. But that's how the left operates. I mean, check this out. Talking about... Donald Trump's emergency declaration, the National Emergency Declaration, which, I mean, you know, rightfully, legally, he has the ability to do so. Thank you, Jimmy Carter. Politically, maybe not the best idea because you open a Pandora's box. But here is a, this is from the Washington Post. Perspective. Emergency powers helped Hitler's rise. Germany has avoided them ever since. So based on that metric, Jimmy Carter is basically Joseph Goebbels. Okay, got it. Understood. And the Washington Post, that was the funny thing about that montage that we played coming back from the break. The Washington Post, all of the USA Today, all of these other news outlets, CBS, New York Times, we went over this in the first segment. They all got out there and carried the water for MAGA country being the narrative of what these uh, Nigerian co-stars who were paid by Jesse Smollett some seven grand total, $3,500 apiece, which they rehearsed the beating in advance quite a few times. I guess they needed to make sure that they rehearsed it well enough off of the camera. You know, let's rehearse it enough to make it happen within 60 seconds. It's almost like here we operate in the radio sphere how we've got 60 seconds to sell you an ad. Well, we got to practice it a couple times. You got to get the wording down, the pacing, you know, the, the delivery, the cadence, 
so that we can fit everything we want to fit into 60 seconds. So when you need an ass beating to happen within 60 seconds off of closed circuit television, you're going to have to rehearse it a few times. That's what Jesse Smollett did with his Nigerian co-stars. One of them, there's a video of one of these Nigerian dudes basically walking on their hands on the treadmill in his apartment gym because that was his workout partner, apparently. So, yeah, pretty funny. But the news media all about supporting the MAGA lie in this entire argument. And then, of course, all of those people, Liz Plank from Vox and Brian Stelter from CNN, getting out there and saying, oh, it wasn't it wasn't the news media. It was just some celebrities and influencers tweeting about it, which was utter garbage. This is from the Washington Post. I doubted Jesse Smollett. It breaks my heart that I might be right. Empire. Fox's drama about a family-run hip-hop label has always been defined by its bizarre plot twist. The show has featured a ghost who haunts her living husband, a child whose stepfather is also his grandfather, and an amnesia-inducing car bomb. But the latest real-world twist involving a member of its cast is the strangest and saddest yet. Jesse Smollett, who plays... Jamal Lyon, the openly gay heir to the show's hip-hop record label throne, was allegedly attacked in a Baroque hate crime. He told police that his his attackers immediately identified him as a gay actor from Empire and then proceeded to yell racial and homophobic slurs and shouting, This is MAGA country! Pour an unknown chemical on him and place a noose around his neck. The story has since become even more complicated. The Chicago police questioned the two Nigerian brothers, one of whom said that he played a small part on Empire about their possible role in the attack. As of this writing, the department is seeking to interview Smollett again, although he has hired a criminal defense attorney and the police says he has no plans on going back and being interviewed. That's from my own addition to this story. But even before this, the latest details emerged. When I first heard of the attack on Smollett, I had to pause. On Empire, Jamal Lyon came out as gay in front of his homophobic, abusive father, took a bullet for that same father, and overcame an addiction to pain pills. Was I reading last week's episode recap, or did this actually happen in my hometown, Chicago? Almost immediately, I had a terrible feeling that I was a victim, and that I was victim-blaming, or worse, that I was so brainwashed that I can no longer hear the cries of hurt and outrage coming from my own black community. It was a horrifying feeling that I'm still trying to work through almost three weeks later. I wanted to believe Smollett. I really did. I know that there's a deep, dark, racist history in Chicago, and if proven true, this would be just one more point on the list. I wanted to believe him with every fiber of my being, most of all because the consequences, if he were lying, were almost too awful to contemplate. That's the problem. They wanted to believe. They wanted to believe. And when somebody gives them something to which they can believe on, even if the details are loosely put together, even though there's holes in the story more than Charlie Brown's Halloween costume, when there's more holes in the details, they don't care. It's not theirs to care. It's theirs to take that little shred of a possibility 
exploit it, have everybody jump on board, gaslight the ever-living you-know-what out of it, get every news agency to say the same thing in unison. Like I said, when everybody goes, oh, well, you know, Fox News has more ratings than everybody else, so everybody knows that Fox News has the most influence. Yeah, that's like being the number one cereal out of all of the cereals. But what happens if all the cereals are made the same flavor, except for the one that is the most popular? Chances are that even though the one that's the most popular is being eaten by a large number of people, but the majority of the country is consuming the other cereal because it's readily available in many different outlets. And that's what we're dealing with here. So you have the gaslighting. The gaslighting is... The narrative is set. The media get their talking points in order. The criminals, when faced with questioning before the authorities, they get their story straight in advance. And so what happens? Everybody parrots the same crap. And then come the influencers. Those on social media with large followings that can put their own hot take spin, their own poop take all over it. Then come the celebrities. Then come the musicians. And if there's an award show coming up, we're going to have either a tribute or we're going to have half of those musicians show up with a freaking ribbon on or they're going to be wearing a color on their in their wardrobe that everybody wears the same color and they're going to get out there and say these little remarks in their acceptance speeches about how brave Smollett was. And suddenly everybody at the water cooler is going, oh my gosh, I can't believe racism is this prevalent in America. I can't believe homosexuality is disdained as much in America as it is. And who is to blame? It's those evil Trump people. I didn't even vote for the guy and I can see this. I defend this not because I'm defending Trumpism, not because I'm defending those who back the Trump populist movement, because I'm a libertarian conservative. I'm a conservatarian. I back it because I'm sick of this narrative. I'm sick of the media attack. I'm sick of the machine that builds the false premise that those who aren't paying attention to the day-to-day automatically get infected with. You know, one of the things I noticed is when you go to an office, when you go to work, you hear the people talking at the water cooler, talking at their desk. Oh, did you see in the news this morning? Did you see on Good Morning America what happened? Oh, yeah, that guy from Empire? Yeah, he was beaten up. And they, Some say it was some Trump supporter wearing a red hat saying this is MAGA country. What you don't hear is three weeks later them going, oh, remember when we were talking about that Empire guy? Yeah, he, he paid for it all. It was all a lie. We don't get that. And apparently he actually sent letters in advance to the studio to perpetuate this lie. Apparently the letters were supposed to be this hateful, racist, homophobic letters that were from Trump supporters. And, oh, look at how bad, you know, he's got it. He's being targeted. Those letters didn't create any outrage. So then he goes out and does this, pays these two Nigerian guys to rough him up off camera while he's got his spicy Italian combo. Why he's got his $5 foot long from the sandwich artist. He's getting roughed up off camera, and then he's going to the, sh- to the police 
hours later, tell them to turn off your body cameras. Yeah, we're not going to give over my phone. And uh, even though I was talking to my manager at the time, I was able, because I'm the gay Tupac, I was able to fight back hard and, and hang on to my spicy Italian club and to beat down these people while talking to my manager because I'm tough like that. And, you know, I'm known for being up against 45. Well, Jesse Smollett from TMZ News, Empire role slashed in wake of attack scandal. Jesse Smollett Empire screen time is getting slashed in the wake of a growing sentiment that he staged the so-called attack. Production sources tell TMZ uh, Jesse was supposed to have nine scenes and a big musical number in the second to last episode, which is now being shot. But five of his scenes have been cut and his musical number has been 86. As for the four remaining scenes, we're told he's no longer the focus. The scene features an ensemble, meaning he's flanked by the number of cast members. With his duties pared down, Jesse will be spending way less time on the set. Instead of working every day this week, we are told he will only be working Friday and possibly Thursday and won't be rehearsing. Less work for Jesse means more work for the writers who are busy making edits. In the past 24 hours, we're told the script has undergone multiple revisions. So yeah, he got a concert out of it that he got to get up there and talk about how big and bad he was. But guess what? He cut his role down. But don't worry, the show's, uh, the show's main writer, he's still down for the struggle for Jesse. He's not backing down. He's still supporting him, just like the rest of the show. Because that's how they operate. Today's show is sponsored by Era Capital Management, financial and investment management for every stage of life. Today's markets will have little resemblance to tomorrow's markets. With that in mind, it's important to build unbiased, dynamic portfolios, robust enough to a change and adapt to changing times. ERA's three-dimensional investment approach gives you an intensive in-house process that is results-driven for today's uncertain world. ERA Capital Management is an independent, client-focused, registered investment advisory, RIA firm, that is committed to delivering highly professional, unbiased financial advice to an exclusive group of investors. Client experience is personalized, strictly confidential, and expressly designed to meet your specific goals and needs. Call Jacob and his team today for confidential and personalized consultation. That's ERA Capital Management, 509-559-6229. That's 509-559-6229 or eracapitalmanagement.com. If you're looking to secure your financial future as much as you can on your own, Without the need for a government entity to promise you a financial future when many times they can't, then take it upon yourselves to take your destiny into your own hands by allowing a team of professionals to help move, move you towards a financially secure future. Era Capital Management. ERACapitalManagement.com So, the news media, we've learned that we're not going to get anything from the news media of substance. We're learning now that Kristen Powers or Kirsten Powers is now starting to rethink her role in the news media and the, the way things are, are being portrayed. We're all, but because of the toxic environment that they built, we're learning that Laura Logan from CBS has come out and said, the responsibility for fake news begins with us. She's had some self-reflection and she is coming out and saying, you know, 
the left basically in, embodies the entire media, the journalist media complex. And so that's why you're not getting a complete rounded story. That's why you listen to us here at Mojo 50 on iHeartRadio, Mojo50.com. Also, if you want to check out another great platform for those who are foodies like myself, you want to get your food on, get your spirits on, maybe grab a cigar, SpooniRadio.com. Go to iHeartRadio, SpooniRadio, Chef Patrick Mosier and the crew over there. They will put on some entertaining and insightful food, uh, you know, food radio for you. But here's the thing. The news media has had a long storied past with false stories. And Andy Nyo, Mr. Andy NGO, that's, that's at MR Andy NGO on Twitter. He had a nice little thread highlighting many of these incidents that were faked. Right after Donald Trump's election, the Southern Poverty Law Center really stoked panic. A pro-gay Episcopal church in Indiana was vandalized with Heil Trump, a swastika, and an anti-gay slur. Turns out it was the gay organ player who did it, and he was only charged with a misdemeanor. Days after the Pittsburgh massacre, Trump supporters were blamed for Nazi vandalism at a Brooklyn synagogue and fires in a Jewish community. Turns out the perpetrator was a gay black man who had worked with city council on an initiative to fight hate crimes. One week before the presidential election, a black church in Mississippi was burned in an arson attack. Vote Trump was written on the building. After much panic, an investigation revealed that the man responsible was a church member, Andrew McClinton. Black church member, by the way. In November 2016, a Muslim student at the University of Louisiana said two white racist Trump supporters brutally assaulted her, ripped off her hijab, and robbed her. Story went viral. It was a lie. The media never identified her by name after the hoax was revealed. Trump and his supporters were blamed for a spat of anti-Semitic KKK and Nazi graffiti uh, incidents on the campus of Nassau Community College in Long Island back in 2016. The student responsible was Jaskarit Sinai. Not really a Anglo-Saxon name, wouldn't you say? In December 2016, a Muslim woman said she was attacked by three white Trump supporters in New York City on the subway. She said they tried to rip off her hijab. Yasmin Sawaid lied. Care. Council on America and Islamic relations and Muslims were under tremendous stress and pressure, resulting in incidents like this. In September 2018, a black woman in Long Island said Trump supporters confronted her, told her she didn't belong here. Her car tire was slashed the next day and a hateful note was left behind saying, go home. Adwa Lewis made the whole story up. In November 2018, students at Galker College demanded social justice training in safe spaces after racist Nazi and KKK graffiti was found on campus. Someone even wrote the names of black students. Trump was blamed. Flynn Author, a black student, was responsible. In 2017, a college was roiled by mass protest 
in response to anti-black notes from across the campus. And that was a uh, college, uh, what was it, uh, the St. Olaf College, to be exact. St. Olaf College, yeah. Anti-black uh, anti notes found across campus. Class was canceled. The administrator or administration caved to demands, and the investigation found out that Samantha Wells, a black victim of one of the notes, fabricated the incident. And we go on. In November 2016, a Philadelphia neighborhood was rattled when property was vandalized with pro-Trump and anti-black messages. William Tucker was identified as the vandal through closed-circuit television footage. Yeah, he looks like Grady from Sanford and Son. <laughs> He's light-skinned black guy, got a little salt and pepper going on. Who doesn't remember Grady? I mean, he had his own TV show afterwards, <laughs> believe it or not. I don't think it really lasted that long, but Grady got a spinoff. In November 2016, a black female student at Villanueva in Pennsylvania said a group of white men yelling Trump knocked her to the ground on campus. However, police and university investigation was halted because the student didn't want to pursue the matter. In November 2017, near Kent State, a black man's car was vandalized with racist messages. Class was canceled. Students held demonstrations. Dontrius Williams later admitted to police that he did it himself. Police did not charge him. See the theme here? Tons of Trump incidents. Blamed on Trump. Blamed on Trump supporters. All perpetrated by either homosexual or black or maybe both individuals. And done against their own interest. Amazing. And I mean, it's unbelievable. University of Michigan student Haley Bass told police a Trump supporter attacked her by scratching her face in November 16, November 2016. She said she was targeted for wearing a pin in support of UK Remain. As her story fell apart, she admitted to scratching herself. I wonder if she did it with said pin. Who remembers when Trump was blamed for the spate of death threats to Jewish community centers across the U.S.? Juan Thompson, a reporter who worked for The Intercept, was convicted of hoax threats and other defenses or other offenses 2016 muslim student at university of michigan claimed she was attacked by a white man who threatened to burn her hijab it never happened care the council on america and islamic relations said the attack is just the latest anti-muslim incident reported since the election of donald trump as president yeah that was false as well it's amazing all of these false incidents I mean, I can go on and on and on with all of the fallacies. But here's the truth. Your cell phone company is probably funding liberal gun grabbers. Maybe the Council on American and Islamic Relations. Who knows? Maybe the Muslim Brotherhood. But Patriot Mobile, Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company, is doing the opposite. If you are fed up with disgusting policies like New York's abortion law, where they stood up and cheered at infanticide as soon as birth is occurring. Bloomberg's gun control plans have taken away semi-automatics, which basically takes away 90% of the weapons out there, even if they don't look like scary semi-automatics. They operate on the inside as one. Maybe you're tired of the stalemate of border policies. This makes it a simple switch to Patriot Mobile, in my, my opinion. I mean, join thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile. Get reliable nationwide coverage and watch your hard-earned dollars fight 
for the First and Second Amendments, for border security, and for the sanctity of life. It's veteran-led. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of its money to conservative causes like the Heritage Foundation, the NRA, the Susan B. Anthony List. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy, and their unlimited talk-to-text plans start as low as $20 a month. You need motivation? Mention Mojo when you call 1-800-APATRIOT. Visit them online, patriotmobile.com. So, obviously, this is just another incident in the long string of incidents that are based on making the Trump supporters look like rabid racist. And in the wake of the new election cycle coming through, which we're going to have a lot to talk about coming up on the next show, but when we talk about what's coming down the pike, it ain't going to get easier. It's always going to be an incident where if you are standing up for limited government, standing up for self-reliance, standing up for your freedom, you're going to get shut down on social media. You're going to get talked down by people. You're going to get trolled, maybe suspended. Don't say learn to code. I learned that the hard way. 12-hour uh, suspension. But we have to realize we are going to be targeted. But we have to continue to keep the message of freedom ringing true. Because it needs to be shared with those who are being indoctrinated by college garbage, who are being indoctrinated by media lies and spin machines like we just witnessed. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. You can listen to me on Mojo 5.0 Radio, iHeartRadio. Search Mojo 5.0. Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Saturday, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also Sunday midnight and Sunday at 5 p.m. You can also check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Tune in iHeart, also on Podbean and Overcast and all the other podcast uh, hosts. All you got to do is search Adrian Slade Show. Check me out on Twitter at Rants Out Loud, at Adrian Slade Show. Also on Facebook, Adrian Slade. Search Adrian Slade on Gab, Combo, Snippy, MeWe, the Mojo 50 social media platform of choice. And we'll see you guys next time. God bless. God bless.